Welcome to Cries in Norwegian, a podcast about everything scam. The scam verse. I am so excited to talk to you today because I had the most amazing weekend. Yes. Scam related, which you were like decently updated on. Yeah. I couldn't help. I had to share it with you. I'm so, so excited. I was texting you as it was happening. Basically, I went away to a cabin in the woods with my friend Sasha to work on our script, which is like, as I mentioned, like kind of similar. I mean, you know, in the similar universe of scan. And yes. Teen, yeah, teen yeah. drama in a foreign country, let's say. I mean, foreign to us, obviously not foreign to Norwegians. Anyway, yeah. uh, the first day we were there was just, like, terrible. We were just stuck, could not come up with anything. We were so uncreative. So at the end of the day, I was like, I'm freaking drained. I don't want to watch anything that's going to make... I want to watch something that's enjoyable, mm-hmm. but also something that maybe will be inspirational. Yeah, productive. Yeah. yeah. And so, thank goodness, I brought my precious hard drive. Yay! <laughs> and I plugged it in. I yeah, guys, plug- I don't think if you know this, but we each have a hard drive that has every single scam episode. Like, actually, I don't have every single one yet, but Liska has every single episode from every remake. Oh, yes. In her Even the ones drive. I haven't seen yet. Yeah, she's just, just like, they're, they're ready, waiting for yeah. her. Yeah, when I go on my trip in a couple of weeks, I'm going on a trip, I'm definitely going to be uh, watching because it's so inspirational. So, I put it in and just, like me, Sasha, I think within the first scene was like, oh, this is so good. And, you know, yeah. he has these, like, amazing yeah. accents. Yes. really fun. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll probably come guest on the show because I want him to. Um, that would be really fun. And so we ended up watching in one night all of season one. <laughs> and it was brilliant. It saved our weekend because the next day, just first thing over breakfast, uh, he said something, I said something, and immediately we got into our story. That's and awesome. it was totally, and he even said, like, I think I was dreaming about Scam last night, and it was this, like, inspirational thing. Oh, that's thing. amazing. And so we worked the whole day, we, it was great, and I think that night we then watched season three, all yeah. of season three. No, we watched, we did watch all or half, I can't remember, we did split up one, because we were like, okay, we can't stay up till three every morning, <laughs> I mean, every night. And we even got a little bit into sauna season, but then we ran out of, we, we had to check out. Yeah, you had, you're like, ah, uh, <laughs> ran out of time. Yeah. So he just loved it, as you can imagine, and he had just like the most interesting, it was so fun watching it with him, both knowing some things that were going to happen, and then watching his reaction to that, but also just kind of getting to relive it. Yes. You yeah, know? no, I totally get it. That's why I, I that's why I enjoy like watching it with people too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's totally. Like, and that's the thing that I've loved my entire life that people don't get. Like, sometimes they'll be like, what do you want to watch this again? And I'm like, I just, I love sharing things I love, and I love, like, enjoying people's reactions yeah, to so, it. especially when they just have this, like, joyful, yes, yes totally. and, like, Scam is such a good example yeah. of that. Which is why I, we, we, we still have not made Cherise watch it, but one day. We will, we will. And he, and just the whole idea of, like, like everything about it he loved. He loves how it drops at the time and date. He mm-hmm. loves... Um, how there's all these different remakes, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, this is like film school, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, he even, he compared it, I think, to that same thing that I did once, which is like that exercise we did in school, where yeah. every, like a bunch of different groups shoot the same okay. scene, yes. and then you just see how everyone is different. I mean, that's, this is why it's my obsession, where I'm like, I just want to do spreadsheets about every remake. He totally <laughs> said that, he was like, we need to like, look at all the beats yes. for the season, yes. and how they hit. I'm obsessed with that too, <laughs> but I just, I can barely just watch all of them. I, I know. <laughs> I'm like, Maybe yes. when we get through all of the, like, current, the March Madness, yeah, yeah. that is now April Wait, Madness. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was, like, any specific things that he mentioned that I thought were really interesting for things that we've already talked about. Okay. Oh, this is, like, a really, sm- kind of a small one, but he had really good insight, or I thought it was a really interesting idea, as to why we begin season one with Jonas's 
uh, voiceover mm-hmm. and his report instead of Eva's. And I didn't ask him that question. He just sort of, like, asked it himself. He's like, that's interesting. She's the main. Why is it his voiceover? And then he's like, I think what I take from it is that it puts us in, like, Eva's point of view is almost solely Jonas at the beginning. Like, her whole worldview is around him and how he thinks. And so, and she's sort of been a little, like, I mean, I should probably just let him talk about this when he comes on, but, um, because I don't want to put words in his mouth. That's how I interpreted what he said. No, that's really cool. And I, and I, like, and oh, I think really it makes sense thema- thematically. Yes. I can say words. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Watching it, this is like a season three thing. Watching it this time, remember how last episode I was like, oh, I find her the mom's notes so creepy, the religious texts? Yeah. That is, that is still true. But somehow watching it again with Sasha, I felt so fucking sad i was i was i actually this yeah this it, is, it hit me a lot in these two in this two episodes yeah and so maybe we can say it for when they come yeah but. yeah and it and like it's one of my things that i've always wrestled with a little bit for this season uh that relationship yeah but i've i i don't we can talk about it later yeah i guess when we when we get to it um we missed one little thing i think i even texted you about it in I think it was last week's uh, episode of season three, where the teacher. Uh, well, it's the it's when they're in the biology class. Yes, and, and the, she comes up to Sana and Isak, and it's the scene where she ends up assigning them together. I think yeah. when she does that, Sana is like, "What?" and she's like, "Yes, boys and girls can work together, together. here. This is Norway." And I, you and I just totally didn't comment on it. I just wanted to ma- mention it because it's like my jaw dropped when I caught it this time. Yeah, that's so interesting. I still think the way that. Norway represents adults uh-huh. is fascinating to me <laughs> because they're kind of like I don't want to say dumb but there's something about them that I, I, I can't phrase it but like no none none of the teens really seem to like respect or take seriously or care, or yeah. care about yeah, what they, the adults are saying like yes. 99% of the time or like if it's like their particular parents they do obviously love yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. Like a lot of relationships there but, I mean a lot of like emotional yes. connection there but when it comes to their worldview or anything like that, yeah, totally. And I think that's such a good. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's like a very teen. Yeah. No. Thing. T- totally. And it's like it's so specific yeah. that I, I really. Uh, yeah. Like the show it. does such a good job of portraying that without ever being on the nose about it. If you know what yes, I mean. Yes, I do. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. I just noticed all these other like watching again all these different like uh, feel interpretation things. For example, I think even in the last episode I mentioned. How, like, we talked about how awkward Evan's flirting is, mm-hmm. and uh, how, like, he can he can be, like, he comes off kind of abrasive, yes. and, like, with his joke, I, I don't remember the first time, but it makes him, oh, the dick joke the about, dick joke. like, she made us go, yeah, right, right. And, and but this time watching it, I was like, do you know what, I actually suddenly, Evan, I think, I interpreted his behavior as Evan has this way of, um, like, keeping the world at a distance mm-hmm. through humor, or, like, he, like, feels his way through situations well, using humor. And you haven't even, you don't, you don't, you don't really look at the transmedia, but, like, 95% of the text messages that he sends to Isak are, like, memes or Seinfeld right. jokes. Like, right, so it, right, like, right, it's right. kind of consistent, like, to yes. a certain extent. Where he's like, I want to reach out, but I don't know how to, so this is the safe way right. to do it. Exactly. And even his comment, yes, and the reason why he brings up dicks all the time, because this way of, like, it's like putting your toe in the water, like, yeah, and or like checking go- checking for a reaction. And he yes. is he is constantly checking yes. for a reaction when it comes yes. to Isaac. And and that's totally what I yeah. picked up suddenly for the first time, my third time watching. <laughs> um, and I I I just was like 
blown away by how skillfully it was done. There's other things that I think we'll I'll mention as as we like do the episodes. Oh, one other tiny detail, sorry, and I mentioned I noticed this time around. No, when, tell me <laughs> when Isak wakes up it's when Jonas is texting him about like the weed from last night's party Mm -hmm. he looks at the little like Advil pill packet that he gave Emma oh and it's just this like tiny throwaway thing but he like finds in his pocket and tosses it it away and it's so funny oh that's so good yeah I love Yeah, this. I love when I'm like, I've seen this five times and I just noticed this and for the first like, time. And I'm so glad you mentioned, like, that we had a yeah. conversation about what was it that he gave her because I thought that's I mean, that's I kind of why the thing, why, one of the reasons why I love watching it, the clips live, uh-huh. is because sometimes you have three days between clips and you have two minutes of content is the last thing, so you're just going to look at those two minutes of contents over and over <laughs> and over again everything. to think about everything <laughs> and I just kind of love all the little details. Yeah, totally. Even this season... Because I told you I spent last night revisiting post from Tumblr from like two or, I guess at this point, three years ago? Two and a half years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you change your URL, then I can't find it, even if it's linked. So this whole culture of Tumblr changing your, like, I hate it because then I can't find the post again. But anyway, uh, there was one that I thought was funny, and it was like the traveling gay scarf. uh, (laughs) Because it's a scarf that Isak actually wears in episode 5, actually. Is it the big purple one? Yeah. I was in love with it. I kept looking at it. And Evan wears it at some point later in the season, so everyone was like, it's Isak's scarf! (laughs) He's wearing it! How did I not notice that? Yeah, well, we we haven't seen him wear it yet. Oh, okay, okay. It's not, it hasn't come up. Oh, no, I mean, watching with Sasha, go watch the whole season. Anyway, Yeah, but it's not that obvious, because he's wearing it like this. Oh, I see. Not like this, but that's what I mean. Like, they they were like, it's the same scarf. Yes. And I love it so much, like, being having, like, being able to tell Sasha, like, see, notice that shirt? That shirt's gonna pop up with different characters. And, like, the Jesus shirt. (laughs) Shirt, And, um, yeah, anyway, I'll probably mention stuff as it comes up, but... I didn't Google how to actually say it, but we did get called out on Tumblr. I mean, on Twitter, which I thought was really funny. This is a comment from our Druk episode. Uh-huh. And this person says, your pronunciation of the word Druk is the funniest thing I've ever heard in a podcast. <laughs> and I answer with, you're welcome. <laughs> I still don't know how to say it, so I'm just gonna keep saying it how I want to. I'm sorry. I yeah, can't I pronounce things. have not taken German <laughs> a single day in my life. No, literally, when I watch the, like, Germany clips, I'm like, there's just, I know it's supposed to be close to English, but I don't, I hear nothing that is recognizable <laughs> in any Occasionally, way. Occasionally, I hear words, Sasha and I both heard words in Norwegian that I was like, oh, that's that's how we say that in Serbian. But definitely, it's Serbian borrowing words mm-hmm. from, like, every language other than, <laughs> like, its own. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, uh, I got nothing. Record us a thing and post yeah, it on Twitter. Yeah, tell us how to say Druk, because <laughs> we failed. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna be like, please go on our Twitter and look at this, because it made me literally laugh out loud. Yeah. I was like, well, oh well. Bringing joy to people's lives. <laughs> okay, so are we ready to talk? Yes. Alright, so today we are speaking about Season 3, Episode 4, which, again, I went on on where we usually find the titles, and it had two different titles, and I was confused, so then apparently at some points it had different titles, but then I found the one that seems like everyone agrees on, and it was neither of those. It's Keen for a Swim, is the name of the episode. Oh, I mean, that makes sense, but what were the other two, do you remember? It was Feel Like Swimming, on, and then, then we pre-party together. Uh, it was like, those were the two. So, I think feel like swimming is more like a mistranslation of Got it. Ke- keen for a swim. Got it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. That but I like, sense. I actually really like the name. Yeah. Um, okay. Keen is not a word we use very often. No, but I like it. I know, I know. It should get more play. It's yes. a good word. Yeah, it it's makes a good... me think of like 
proper British people. <laughs> yes, it does. So we start where basically... Oh, yeah, the big, like, cliffhanger from last episode was that yeah. Isak and Evan get this close to Almost. a kiss. Almost. Near kiss. Uh, but they're interrupted by Nora coming home, and so it kind of picks up right there. Mm-hmm. So Nora is telling the collective about life in London, William worked too much, all he wanted, all he cared about money, and all he wanted was his dad's approval, and he'd never had it before, so she can understand, but it kind of sucks for her overall. Right, and he, he kind of starts acting like a child whenever he gets it. Mm-hmm. I get it for sure uh-huh but i mean i get it from both sides like yeah. i i knowing what we know about william i don't doubt it yeah um, yeah and like kind of my heart goes out to him me too i feel of, bad for him yeah they didn't like absentee parents yes. who just like throw you like a bone every once in a while yep. that sucks yeah so uh, and it just sucks that like nora is sort of stuck in the middle of all that right i love how i can be so like magnanimous when it's not their season i'm like oh i really feel like, I know, like if it was in their season i'd like fuck that guy i'd be like i don't fucking care i have no sympathy for him you poor bad boy get out of here <laughs> i'm sorry william Ugh, uh, whatever whatever uh yeah but I, I can feel for it but um also like yeah it's no she literally moved to another country for yeah. him. Uh, I did notice one thing. So, uh, Eskild is, like, trying to make her feel better. He's kind of, I mean, as in his way. Yeah, I, I actually really liked how every, how the everyone is, um, what's the, it's not placed. There's a, oh, uh, oh my god. We went to film school. I know, we went to film um, school. There's an actual. Staged? No, that's not even right. I mean, I'm, let's it's say. It's kind of. It's kind of. Let's say stage for now, but that's not it. That's not the word. Oh my God. So yeah, so but it's yeah, like, like. Like the composition of the frame? Yeah, no, I guess. So it's it like, either. Nura is in the middle. Yeah. She's sitting on the couch, and then she has Eskil on one side. Uh, and he's playing with her hair, yeah. which I, 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 I loved. Very yeah. sweet and on character. And then Lynn is in the other side, just like. Like, like stroking, stroking her, her. <laughs> uh, and it's just I don't know. It's very sweet. Um, yeah, and, and then and then, uh, then Isak is separate as always because I mean they do a really good job of like m- making Isak be a part of but not belong to. Yes, he, and that's, that's also what Puerto Rico is to the U.S. Uh, sorry, I literally no no I literally stole that from. That's what my mind went. Oh yeah, that's the legal definition. So yeah, so he's sort of apart from them. Uh, on is it like another he's sitting somewhere whatever yeah he's like they're on the bed i think or on a couch and she and he's like over on a chair on a chair or something and he's texting with evan or texting to evan Evan. saying like let's hang out it was thanks for yesterday it was really nice seeing you that kind of stuff yeah so so we see the whole process of him like typing a text and then changing it right right right. this whole while this conversation is going on looking for like the perfect phrasing that's like casual but but, like so not too neat yeah uh which which are still some of my favorite scam scenes where it's like this is going on and then this is going on yeah Uh, yeah. so yeah i love that and then nora kind of is like oh well if he really loves me he'll come after me which is like a funny nora yes take position for her to have uh but Whatever, I'm going with it. And Eskild is trying to kind of make her feel better and, and says something like, well, yeah, people leave their wives and children for love, so if he, you know, he will too, kind of thing. Um, which is kind of interesting because he kind of says the opposite to Isak later. I only know this because I just watched the whole season. But That he, is true. He'll, he, to Isak, uh, a little bit later, he'll say, like, in regards to Evan, he'll say people, men will... Um, I mean, I wonder what he... with other men, but won't leave their wives and children. I wonder about what that says about Eskil's relationship with each of them. Yeah. Because like, he's, he's, like, such a... 
caregiver. Um, yeah, I think he's like giving the person what he thinks the person needs, needs to hear in the moment. Yeah, in the moment. And I do vaguely but, get the feeling in this scene with Nora, he doesn't actually believe what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, but I, I, this is so weird because um, one of the things that people like to talk about when they talk about the different Isak characters, it's like courage. Mm. And I think that Eskil knows that Isak kind of can can take it a little bit more. I wonder if, like, I feel like deep down he's like, Isak can hear the truth. Right, In right, a way right. that maybe Nora, he thinks Nora in, can. In that moment. In that moment, which, at least. yeah, in that moment at least. But And and also later, like, when he mentioned, he doesn't, like, uh, you know, William broke up with her and you're worrying about how we're going to sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah, because and, and, it's really funny because it's like, they're over there being all like feelings and yeah. it's gonna work out and tell us everything. And literally, Isak is just like, okay, but can we talk about sleeping arrangements? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's not having any of this like no. touchy feely. He's just like worried about practical things. But also, in that, when when Eskild says that, um, Nora is like, he didn't break up with me. Like, yeah, she, yeah. She's like, she, she totally was like, I wasn't dumped. I left. Yeah. We're, I mean, and we're on a break. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. really funny that she's still very much. Yes. So going along with like the idea that like he senses that Nora maybe isn't ready to hear this right yes, now. Yes, exactly. I uh, think I think that's where he was coming from. Yeah. Um. I did, the other thing that I liked was how Eskil complains about life in the collective and how it's been hard too. Right. And how, and how like he he never fails to mention how stinky it, or lacy or lacy. Isaac is, and Isaac's like I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, he's something about having a wipe using, like, a pad. Yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. And he's like, we don't, we just, there's no, no toilet. It's chaos here. It's chaos here. And, <laughs> Which uh, is, like, a funny way to both make Nura, like, feel welcome, but also, like, dig at yeah. everyone around him. Yes, yeah, but Isak, like how Isak always is the one who gets offended, like, guys, yeah. like, <laughs> um, and let me see, is there anything else? Oh, the, well, the other part that I liked, now that you've mentioned how later on Eskil gives different advice is like the only point that we see Isak sort of listening to what Eskil and Nora is saying is when Eskil is saying that. Oh, that's because true. as of right now, Evan still has a girlfriend. Right. So suddenly right, he's right. like, Oh, okay, let me listen to Yeah, people do leave. People do leave yeah. people for a variety of reasons uh-huh. if they really do love them. So like there's this moment of like hope from Isak that we can't like, he's not going to come out and say it because he's not ready, but right. uh, it's in his face. Right, right, right. I can't remember, does he hear back from, he doesn't hear back from Evan in this scene. He, yes, he does. Oh, he does, okay. He says um, that he already had plans with Sonja. That's right, yeah. yeah. So that's why he's kind of grumpy. Yeah, that's why uh, he's kind of grumpy. That's right, yeah. And it's and it's at the, it's at the end of the scene. Well, the other thing that I noticed here that I like about this, and I think we've talked about it at other times with other seasons, but especially now that I'm watching six fucking things at the same time, is how um, uh, Scam isn't afraid to let a scene linger in just, like, sweet moments that don't really add anything. Yes. So, like, we get the information about Nora, we get the speech about, like, people will come back, like, people will leave people for blah, blah, blah. He gets the text back from Evan, and it should end there, but it's, it lingers just for a second for them to, like, chat about tea, and uh-huh. how Lynn made the tea, and I don't know, and it happens over and over in these two episodes where there's just, like, a beat that I love at the end that I wouldn't have expected to be there. Yes, totally. Um, so. And I, I often, like, w- watching it with Sasha, I was always, I was, we were wondering, like, how much of this is improvised, how much is written, mm-hmm. and 
uh, those beats at the end often feel like they're yeah, improvised, improvised, but they let them go be in because they're so genuine and good. Yeah. Um, and it's so noticeable when a version doesn't have them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, like, one of the best little, like, details of original. Now I'm yeah. super self-conscious even about how we say scam. Like, is that how you say scam? Like, I probably mean, not. I mean, every time I say Nora instead of Nura, I, I hate myself, so... <laughs> Uh, and, I mean, and with the German names, it's not even, like, I know it's not David and Mattel, but I'm, like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. How many ways are there to say David? It's, like, How do they say it in it's the like, da, da, David? David, I think. Oh. Uh, David. All right. Which, which is, Fair. like, oh, it's the whole say it in Spanish thing. David. Right. Uh, <laughs> when, when you're not sure, just say, say it in, in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> That's how it works with Norwegian names for me, usually. I'll be like, oh, okay, just say it in Spanish. And <laughs> it works. So next scene there, uh, Isak is uh, at his locker. Okay, and then we're going to talk about the locker metaphor. Locker theory. Is it the first time we've seen lockers? No. No, it is not. It is not. No, so we mentioned it in the other uh-huh. in the other episodes where um, Isak is seen struggling. Oh, either opening or closing his locker throughout the season. Uh-huh. And basically, the, well, do you want to, do you want to talk about your interpretation? Well, without, like, got, having gone through the trouble of, like, actually tracking it scene to scene, just my vague impression is that I think when he is mentally or emotionally troubled, mm-hmm. he can't open it. And then uh, Evan, like, opens it for him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when he is more, I don't know, uh... Like not not emotionally fulfilled, but like his, has, his, has, he's matured and he has, has accepted his yes sexuality or yeah. whatever his uh, journey. He, he's finally able to open it himself. Yes, and then there is one we're gonna see in a couple episodes where he um, still is struggling to open it, but he does he punches it the same way that Evan did, and it works. And it works. Yeah, so it's like it's it's just like it is actually beautifully tracked. Yeah, it's like a metaphor for how Evan brings new understanding or knowledge to his life. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And I learned this. I don't know the specifics of it because I read two interpretations, but the word for the word in Norwegian for locker and the word in Norwegian for closet or the expression of coming out of the closet, where the two oh. are the same. Oh, shit. Uh, so that is like another layer, layer to that. damn it. <laughs> that is amazing. So yeah, basically we see him. He can't open his locker. He keeps struggling. And then comes over, and we can talk about the conversation in a sec, but uh-huh. he, as he walks away, he, like, hits the <laughs> locker. To which, I just want to say, Sasha, like, actually physically sat up in the chair and was like, ooh, that's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and to which I was like, yes. And the locker just, like, springs open, and Isaac just, like, looks at it like, whoa. <laughs> Magic. Um, okay, but now back to the actual conversation. Also, I made a note that he comes uh-huh. over and he leans again yeah he's very like doing his like james dean Dean. yeah his his little james dean cool Um, suave uh yeah uh and basically it uh attached uh, on every locker there's a note about like a flyer invitation an invitation for a halloween party that the school seems to be co-hosting um and evan's like oh so are you going and i loved that esex reaction is like no maybe are you (laughs) yeah Because he wouldn't go. This is not the type of thing that Isak would ever go to. He clearly wasn't planning to. And then yeah. he catches on that Evan is. And then he's like, oh, I mean, maybe. Uh-huh. And, and so Evan walks away, and just as Jonas comes up to his own locker, mm-hmm. which is right there, 
And there's this, like, very awkward conversation where Jonas is like, so, um, like, what'd you do this weekend? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, nothing, you know, just hung out, you know, Nora came home, did you hear? Yeah, I heard. And then he's like, I heard you hosted a pregame. Which then leaves, it's like having to do this, like, oh my god, been there so many times where you have to, like... I mean, it was nothing. It was just, he just, like, keep rambling. Yeah, he's, he's like, no, 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 like, I didn't, I mean, hosting? Was a- Who was really hosting? <laughs> what is hosting? Yeah, he's getting metaphorical about it. And, and he's like, you know, Vilda just this thing. She's so crazy about this uh, Cosa Grupa thing. And uh, and then he, she's like, you know, and technically, you know, Eskil and Lynn. So it was really all of them. And I was just kind of there. Uh, <laughs> when the fact is that he didn't tell them about it yeah he just he, he could have yes they know all these p- people yeah because the first time it, it didn't seem that big of a deal to me i was like well they're not in the cosa grupa i'm like yeah but like they go to all the other cosa grupa things like when there's the party at the end like it's, right it's it doesn't matter it's a pregame yeah, anyone's inviting party and he explicitly said last episode that he was gonna make it up to them find you another pregame yeah so it's such a deliberate choice for him to he needs these two things to be so separate yes um and then, yeah, so he's scrambling. Yeah, and too. sometimes and sometimes he keeps them separate by accident, like yes, later yeah. in this episode yes. when he forgets about Magnus's birthday, but also sometimes he's clearly deliberately... It's a very deliberate choice, yeah. yeah. And then he has to try to wiggle his way out of it, uh, out of feeling bad about it. But then, basically, like, uh, and Jonas, for his part, is being, like, just an amazing friend. Yes. And he's not pushing he's, it. He's, he's not so, being... He's so patient, and I think we forget what good of a friend he is, especially mm-hmm. because we have, like, you know, superstar Joel yeah. <laughs> over here. But he's he's just, like, Marlon, that's the actor, is so good at just portraying, like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm I'm still gonna be... Like, I know something's going on with you, but I don't want to push it. Yeah. And also, or I don't want to push you. Yeah. Like, and, and, I'm, and I'm gonna be this constant that I've always yeah. been, and I'm, I'm here for. Yeah. Like, and even though you are doing, like, objectively shitty things like yes. like that and if you told somebody else about oh my friend has done this and, and this, this and this, this and this to you the other person might be like why are you friends with this yeah, person because exactly. they clearly don't, don't care about and you and he's like well you don't you don't understand right yeah 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 there's just this deep understanding at such a base level between the two of them that yeah yeah that i get why isak is scared because it is like the most precious thing in his life yeah absolutely and then uh, and then that's when Yunus brings up that it's Magnus's birthday on Saturday, and Isak's like, "Oh, I'm definitely." Oh, yeah, in. yeah, he jumps in like, "Yeah, no, 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 we're yeah. awesome." We're... To which Yunus has this like lovely smile where you yeah. can tell he's like relieved, like, "Okay, yeah. we're still friends, everything's gonna be yeah. fine." Let's uh, let's just sure, let's pretend everything's fine and everything. Will... It's like this idea of like, okay, well then every everything's just gonna be fine, it's... right? Uh, and they have another one of those, like, lingering conversations, I think, that are Yeah, fun. they're like, Vilde, dominatrix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you forgot what it's about, but yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then the next scene is Isak and Sana. Yeah, this is, this is a pretty important scene. Not the most pleasant always to watch, but... There's many uh, in these two episodes. In these two episodes, yeah. I had to pause a couple of times. Uh-huh. I'm but, not... So, actually, before... I watched the next episode. I started watching Shit's Creek, and uh-huh. then I had, and then I stopped it halfway through because I was like, "No, I'm gonna need to finish Scam because it's gonna make me sad, and then I'm gonna go back to Shit's Creek because it's gonna like make it okay." Cheer up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> that's smart. Okay, so yeah, so uh, Sana and Isak are studying, which they actually they actually have a like a 
text conversation where he's all like, please help me. In meta. Yeah. Transmedia. Yeah. In transmedia. Uh, that's fun. And he, they're struggling, but he's getting texts from his mom. Yes. And these are the, like, the religious kind of, um. Mm-hmm. And these are, and they're a lot. It's like one after the other. Yeah. And this is one of those points where the point of view thing works so well because they're each, they're having this conversation, but they're having two different conversations and they don't know. Right. Uh, so they're both reacting to different things that the other is completely unaware of. Yes, completely. So yeah. that's what makes it so fascinating in a lot of ways, even uh-huh. though I'm like, ah, I just, let's, why can't we all be yes. friends and everything? Yeah, and, it's, and there's like so much going on under each of theirs yes. mind that if the other person knew what that was in reference to, they it, wouldn't yeah. say that or respond. Or, respond that way. Yeah. But they don't, they don't. So I mean, at this point, they don't really know each other that well. Like they're yeah. still getting to know each other. Yeah. And become best buds. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I will die on this hill. Biology buds. Because it really is, this, I, I saw, I saw some, I, one of the things about Tumblr, I don't know if you ever read the tags. <laughs> the tags, the tags tell, one of them. Oh yeah, I know people, I do remember, yes, people will do like commentary on the post all in, in, in the, the tags. tags. Yes, yes, And yes, yes. one of them, I saw one just today about Isak and Sana, and I can't remember all of it, but I remember that it was something like, these are two people that would realistically not be friends because they don't have anything in common on the surface. But this thing brings them together, and it kind of makes sense. And then uh, they sort of recognize, like, game recognize game a yeah. little bit. And yeah. then there's sort of, like, totally. <laughs> game recognize game. And Sana, I think, is so... I mean, Sasha, like, loves her, as you would. Of course. Um, but uh, how he kept, like being delighted at how she is kind of the smartest in the room always, always. and just knows everything mm-hmm. and, and catches on to things way faster than other people yeah. including Isak though not particularly in this scene. case yeah. But, yeah because these are two things that are very triggering for both of them but yeah. they don't know it yeah again okay yeah. so yeah so he's getting all these texts for his from his mother yeah um, and this is like another one of those things where I was like so 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 sad that yes. her only that, that like whatever is kind of gripping her mind and yet she has she like isn't feeling the need to reach out to her son well, who he says he hasn't talked to I think in the next episode you find out they haven't talked it gets even worse in the text messages his dad is texting him being like it's your mom's birthday did you text her right do you want to you should go visit her I'll drive you and he's like <sighs> I'm busy Right. Like, so he's, like, totally shutting her totally out. Totally shutting her out. And yet the only way she knows how to do that is through something that is completely off-putting to him. To him, and yes. She's reaching out, but it's she, she. he's, like, and every time she sends one of those, it makes him want to stay away even more. Yeah. Uh, because he's, like, it's this just basic fear of she's going to hate everything that I am. Yeah. And he doesn't know. Like, we don't know what she's said in in terms of yes and I, I honestly think even if being gay were was off the table if that wasn't the issue i think his world view is so against i mean as he'll kind as of he'll dis- come in, in, in a second um is so against that uh religious mania or that kind yeah. of like fervor or zealotry or whatever that um that it just it just scares him i was gonna say it off. scares him yeah it, i think it just scares him because it's like this thing that he he can't understand it he he doesn't know how to yeah like communicate with his mo- mother yeah. at any level at this point and i think out of so far i feel like out of all the remakes i feel like this 
is the one that puts the most distance between Isak and his mother. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think it's a choice, and it's a choice that, like, gives me a lot of feelings because yeah. I really do, I do want him to, like, have a relationship yeah. with his mother. Yeah. Because this is, she didn't leave him. It's yeah. not his dad. Yeah. It's, like, this this thing, this very complicated thing, yeah. and it just breaks my heart. Yeah, and then especially, I mean, like, I was literally bawling at the cabin when Sasha went at the end. Yeah. She, like, he, he tells her about himself, and he, and she, anyway, we'll talk about it, but, like, he, she sends him this, like, incredibly sweet yeah. message, and I yeah. was just like, oh my god. Yes, exactly. So I had a complete change of heart. I think in the last episode I said something like, I'm so glad they dropped this storyline from other episodes, from other versions, which, like, is maybe fine, like, if it's not appropriate for other versions, but I actually, like, kind I of mean, love it um, this time I mean, they now. have an all, um... France uses it, and they okay. do, they do, it's pretty similar, um, although they, like, we never hear Isak's mom here ever, like. Right, yeah, we'll never. In, in France, we do. Oh, okay. Um, a little bit. But yeah, uh, just in general, I, like, but, like completely but, come around to loving this. Yeah, thread. and, and it's, it's, what I find so fascinating is this thing, like, we see her for a second, but it's, like, yeah, it's entirely through text messages, um, and it's, it's so weird, and yet it's so weird how effective it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just through that. Yeah, completely. Um, and I, I mean, and it's all in, because of Isaac's face, it's all because of, like, I can't say it. Tara. Ta- uh, ta- Tariai. Tariai. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Tariai. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so, like, smug until someone calls me out on Twitter. It's all about his, he, I mean, he sells it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just looking at a phone, man. Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, <laughs> amazing. You know how hard it is to react looking at a phone? <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we still haven't gotten talked so, so, he's looking at text messages. And then he dares to ask Sana, like, how are you religious, yeah. man? Which yeah. he's reacting to the hurt he's feeling from the messages, but she doesn't know that. And she she's just like, mm-mm. Yeah. You because, do not get Because to... how many times has she been asked yeah. this before, yeah. right? completely. So he says, like, why are you religious? Like, I mean, just in the course of the show, we've seen a, an adult be multiple times, like, dismissive of her because of her faith yeah and so she's not yeah this is what yeah this is this is like the biggest issue that she deals with every right. day that's what her freaking season, season is about, about. Yeah, totally. like so he's like why are you religious basically he's like why are you religious you're so smart right <laughs> which is a line that you hear a lot she kind of tosses back at him like oh what do you believe in you believe in science okay well let me tell you about science and then she makes this point about like homosexuality well because so the thing is before that, mm-hmm. he brings up homosexuality first, but he, like, he doesn't want to bring it up because he doesn't want her to know because right, right. he's so in the closet that he's like, if I say the word gay, everyone's just going to assume that I'm gay. Right, right. Oh, uh, my well, God. It's, it's well, it's so also, well it's the same reaction with, like, if if he had told his friends that he was hanging out with Evan, like, yeah. like okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, he's so paranoid that he's like, they can't know because... Totally, and it's extreme opposite. The same reason why he says about that dance teacher, like, why does he have to be so gay? Yeah. Because he's so, like, determined that no one ever connect the idea Yeah, so he, he kind of talks around it. He's like, well, you know, your religion tells you to do this and tells you to do that. And then in the middle, he's like, and also, you know, condemns homosexuality, but also other things. Uh-huh. Um, and then she's the one who who then brings out, okay, what do you believe in? Right. And, and so her point is... 
he says he believes in natural selection. Right. And, and, or science. And science. A scientific worldview. Evolution. Yeah, science. Natu- natural science. Yeah. And then she's like, well, ju- by the logic of science, homosexuality shouldn't exist because gay people don't pass on their genes. They're, therefore, they should have been selected out to yeah. natural selection. And then she's like, since you don't have all the answers about that. Then she says, unless it's not genetic, like homosexuality, right. but a mental illness or a choice, which is literally what we've spent the last hundred years <laughs> right, like right. saying it's not. One of the things that I saw someone commenting the other day was about how sometimes we love the Santa character so much that we... And, and because she's a Muslim character and I think we want to be protective of her, we don't we don't necessarily always call her out when she does shit that is wrong. Yeah. And in this case, like, I was like, I just want to point out that I know that she's reacting and I know that she's... It's coming from an emotional place. place yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just really shitty to, like tell anyone yeah like, yes whether they're being, gay or not being gay is a mental illness or a choice right um, right um i think i yeah i remember having like being like very angry at this scene when i saw it the first time um and less a little bit less so this time in that i was able to be like okay she's coming from an emotional yeah, no. place um i do i think agree with her general point and even when she comes back around later and apologizes for this she is right in one regard which mm-hmm. is that like all these like religion and science are different ways of looking yes, at the yeah, world. Yes, yeah, of course. I think I think that uh, like well, first of all, I think it's funny that he's, he his reaction at first is like, why why are we still talking about being gay? Like I, what? <laughs> I don't spend my time yeah. thinking about it. No homo. <laughs> uh, but then yes, her her overall point of you know stop criticizing you don't have all the answers. Uh-huh. Stop criticizing my religion and just respect that we have different beliefs. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I 100% believe that, and, uh-huh. like, wouldn't the world be a better place if we all did? Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to point it out because, and then it's funny. Totally, I think, it's, it's, for the first time I remember watching it, I was, like, so indignant. I was like, that is not an accurate representation of how science or evolutionary theory Yes, but I, but I think she's kind of reaching at this point. She's, like, she just wants to, yeah. well, like, you know, like, she's just, she needs to respond to him because yeah. she needs to prove her point, yeah. which yeah, is, yeah. like, the most sana thing ever. I... I love how many times it's emphasized that Sana will insist she's right, no matter, matter what. what. <laughs> Even yeah. when the answer key in the book is saying a different answer. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. So so it it comes a little bit from that too, yeah. where she's like, "No, I you you're criticizing my religion, and I have to prove my point." So yeah. Like yeah. that. Which kind of makes her, her her insistence on being right makes her then later kind of apologizing slash taking back what she said even more special I think yeah yeah because she's not a person who does it no it, it has uh, this meaning where she's like shit I screwed up and it, it takes yeah. a lot for Sana yeah. to <laughs> do that um but yeah what else do I want to say it's interesting because um I think the Druk had this scene recently I don't know I have no sense of time right now um <laughs> and some people were saying that when Amira was saying it that it was harsher and then and then I was like I I don't think I found it harsher but then I I saw this really interesting thing where someone said well maybe I'm finding it harsher because I'm German and I speak the language and when I'm hearing the words instead of just reading the subtitles yes it like hits harder yes I Um, totally believe that because when subtitles like by their nature and this is not a dig at the scam subtitlers because they're fucking amazing yeah but like subtitling in general you kind of just get most of the time you are getting um the general sense of what was yeah. said yeah, in yeah, that yeah. like the words maybe but the feeling like like the way things are said is so tied into culture and people um that 
gets lost in translation. Yeah, and it's because it's interesting because I think out of all the Sanas, Amira, even though we've said she's the one that comes has come closest to like feeling like her own character and uh-huh. feeling like a version of Sana that we like liked. That's the conclusion that we had. She's like in a lot of way the warmest. Like there's a certain mm-hmm. warm warmness about her that sure. I would never associate with with Sana. So it is kind of like when she is saying these words, it. It is. It does feel harsh, but I'm like, I don't know. It felt authentic and real, and I, I, yeah, it didn't yeah. strike me as worse than right. uh, what any of the other ones have said. But, um, yeah, just interesting. The scene kind of gets interrupted when Emma comes up and... T- and basically shifts the entire tone of the scene, <laughs> yeah. which it's, it's hard to do that. Yeah, uh, and 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 the it's such an interesting moment for, for the... It kind of neutralizes the tension yes. between Sana and Isak. 100%. Because, uh, basically, Emma comes up and is like... So I was talking to Sonia, and like we're all going to the Halloween party. So I arranged for us a pregame, and also by the way, let's dress up. Like they're going as a couple, Angel and God, I think. Yeah. And like let's go, let's us find a couple costume. And, and, and Isaac's <laughs> face the entire time is like, there's never been a more confused boy in the history of the world. <laughs> and Sana's face is so, amazing. She is so smirky, smug. Like it's amazing. Um, in, in like a delightful, fun way. Yes. She's, yeah. she's totally reading the vibe here. Yeah. And seeing how much Emma is not reading, reading the, the vibe, vibe, and is just having a really good time with yeah. it. Yeah. No, she's she's enjoying this entirely, a hundred percent. Yeah. Her face, and I like. They just keep cutting to her over and yeah. over and over, and it works so well. Where Sana's just like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I really, really like that when Emma walks away, the two, uh, Isak and Sana, are clearly, like, on good friend terms yes. again. Yeah. Uh, so I just really love the way they did that. Yeah, I think, I think, um, and then maybe that's why that scene reads a little less harsher, mm. because we end with both of them kind of, like, teasing, smiling at each other. I'm like, what? What's going on? And yeah. she's just, like, looking at him like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's, it's just such a lighter note to yeah. end the scene on that yeah. I think it really works. And it leaves us with, like, even the spy would just happen a minute ago, like a good like feeling yeah. about these two. Yeah, the use of close-ups is are is really good in this scene too. I'm I'm like one of the things that I'm trying to notice now more because I keep trying to geek out is how they frame scenes differently in the different like remakes. Uh-huh. Um, Druk, for example, does use a lot of um, close-ups when she's when she's um, doing this, which I think also helps with maybe feeling harsher. Yeah, yeah. But then when the scene ends, they end with like a wide. So so right. So even though she's kind of amused and whatever, like there's like a sort of distance that does right, not right, give right, you right, the right. same totally. feeling as this. Because this yeah, ends with them again in close-ups, kind of teasing each other. Yeah, exactly. And- it's much more intimate and like relaxed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Anyway, this I'm kind of doing them from memory, but I think that's yeah. that's how I read it. One of the things that I love about them is that that they do both recognize that the other one is actually smart yeah. and that they're both getting something out of this. Like yeah. it's not like I think Sana's fear was like, oh no, smelly boy who's gonna like take advantage of of me, and it's like no, they're they're both snarky little snakes who are smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good tracing of how they recognize each other, yeah, and kind of like bond over it without ever having to acknowledge, acknowledge it. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Sana's not gonna acknowledge that shit. No, no, no thank you. Yeah. And that's and this is I think these were the first text messages where they started um, calling each other nicknames. Um, oh, what are their nicknames? Uh, he calls her Sana Sol. Um, which, Do you know what that means? Okay. Yeah. Two things. Sana Sol. Uh-huh. And Sol is sun, so that's one way. But also, there's an actual, like, Norwegian, like, 
medicine or something that's called Sanasol. Oh, so it's I like looked, a Yeah, so I looked I looked at it at some point, and then he, she, Sana calls him Isabel, which he's like, clever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, just as like a feminine version of Isak? Yeah, she just says oh. Isabel. Huh. Isabel, literally. Isabel. Okay. This is, and they keep calling, in VFX methods, they're going to keep using these right, forever, right, right. like for the rest Cute. of the show. Cute. Um, I love nicknames. Yeah. Okay. So then it's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> Very important Friday date. Yes. 21-21 Friday. Okay, so I also have a theory about the, the doubling of the numbers. Okay, yeah, because they do that a lot. Yes. And I again, I haven't actually gone back and watched, um, I, I, re- I have to thinking this as I watched it with Sasha, but I didn't actually, like, go through the trouble of writing down every single scene and when it happens, though I will one day. Yeah. But what's the official, like, theory of numbers? Well, uh, the, theory of, the theory of numbers, there's, I didn't read that much about that. I read specifically about 2121 uh-huh. and the significance of 2121. Because 2121 keeps reoccurring over and over. Yeah. It's here. Eventually, it's, the, it's when Isaac is born. The right. time he was born, blah, blah, right. blah. And in the Bible... 2121 is Genesis, the, and it's literally the birth of Isaac. Like Oh, that's, the character. That's literally what it is. Oh, man. I'm not the character. The, historic, the biblical figure. The of biblical Isaac. figure, yeah. Like, literally, the show had me at like 1 a.m. looking at the. I haven't looked at the Bible in like 10 years, guys. God, uh, I never <laughs> thought to look up Bible passages in relation to these numbers. That's so obvious. Yes. Uh, so, it, 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 2121 is the birth of Isaac. Oh, man. And which ties in. To like, that must be why his mom named him that. Yes, she's and then the whole idea of like baptism and water and what it the role right. that it like this is literally like this is the turning point for him in terms of like accepting his sex like it's the first yeah time. it's like a personal rebirth or exactly something. yeah so yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's basically twenty one twenty one is rebirth right um um. I was connecting it to the conversation they have in the next episode about parallel universes, and mm-hmm. there's a general, like, sense of fatefulness about them as a couple, and so I was wondering um, if every time they are together happily, it's a doubled number. Ooh, interesting. I don't know. I, I, I haven't actually gone to the trouble. I'm go- definitely going okay. to. Okay, that's fascinating. Uh, because I noticed, at first I thought it was like every time they're together, it's a doubled number, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even exactly a doubled number, but it'll be like a variation. Like, I think they've had 2112. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yes, like, so, they do. So they, it's they, very, very done. similar. Yeah. Um, but in, in uh, even like 1111, like, I think there's a one point is 1111, and it's like, like, the idea of parallelness, parallel lines, parallel occurrences, things happening infinitely, mm-hmm. th- those sorts of things is where, like where my mind went to. And but you know, I haven't actually done the work. Yeah. So. Uh, well, the other part, the other part, not kind of completely related to that is um, when when scam exploded online. Uh-huh. I also haven't traced like you know reblogs and likes and blah blah and how many com- how many times it was uh, commented on or whatever. But this is the episode that I started seeing a lot on Tumblr. Yeah, that everyone Like, was that like, was the moment where I was like, what is this thing called scam? Yeah, yeah. And then, and, you know, I've seen, like, shirts that say Free Dog 2121. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. It's so funny because th- most of these clips also have, like, actual names. But people just call them by that. Like, if Scam France is like, Samedi, like, whatever it's also like in the morning I can't remember uh-huh. like and everyone knows what which one that is it's the one from the right, right like right, every right. like like you just say it and they're like oh I, I know which I one you're I remember that one I love that one, one yeah, so yeah. much um but yeah it's, it, yeah it's interesting because the clips have name and then the episodes have names too right I forgot the clips have names too yeah they do like the um, 
the one the one at the end of uh, episode uh, five when they go to the party it's just called bros <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh and the funny thing about um at least in France for some reason sometimes the name of the clip which I guess they must settle on early in production ends up getting cut like the actual line when, when oh, they no, release it so it's like there's the kind of like no context <laughs> right. you're like they're like yeah it's happened like three times already right, right. like and and the creators will be like yeah we ended up cutting that line but whatever <laughs> it still works okay so, so yeah so really big moment it's the friday pre-game for halloween party yeah we're at isak's place evan and sonia they are there dressed as god as an in an angel which I think is kind of interesting. Oh, um, anyway, I'll come back to that later. And he is there dressed as, I guess, like Antony or Caesar. Sir. I'm not sure. And oh, Caesar, because he has yeah. the, the and laurel. Then, and then she's Cleo- Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Um, yeah, she. Oh, yeah, that was another one. When the text messages, this episode has a lot of Emma texting him and him keep, keep bumping like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> sure. Uh, and she was like, so did you come up with a costume? No. Okay, I'll do it. Cool. Yeah, and I love that his costume is just like a gray shirt or, and jeans with like a red scarf uh, for his toga. Yeah. It's, it's like the least effort. Well, uh, I mean, both of them kind of. This is like. I, real, didn't, even, I didn't notice hers, to be honest. No, no, oh, her, no. Mean, the uh, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Yeah. I was like, they just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I feel that. I'm there i'm right there with them oh you also have complicated feelings about halloween very yeah yeah in that like it seems like i always like oh it'll be fun and stuff and then when it comes time to actually do something i'm like i just don't care that much yeah me too but i have friends who love it so i, I, I i'm like okay i'll i know yeah, and then, and then you have to like go this like huge effort yeah. because of people who love it and like i get it like and, and, and i understand and when i go it's so much fun to see everyone dressed up and it's just like surreal you know, situation you're like, every day should be Halloween. Well, it's, it's, it, and this is, just, this is another thing for me where I'm like, do I want to, do I want to spend money on this thing? Yes. And money it's so weird. or time or both. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because I'm like, I'll be like, Funko Pops, I'll buy five of them. <laughs> but like, ugh, a $50 costume that I'm going to use one time, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard in LA, I think, especially yes. because people have access to professional costumes, yes. professional makeup. They go all out. I'm like, why? Yeah, do I I'll be mother? like, if I had the reef, the funds that like Heidi Klum or Colton <laughs> Haynes have, yeah, of course I would love Halloween too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. That's our Halloween rant. Oh uh, yeah, sorry about that. We do love it. Just you know, it's it just not our, it gets annoying. It's not our thing. <laughs> okay, so then I I'm gonna again forget. The, we're never gonna find this word. But again, I liked how they're placed in the scene because I they're all it's staging. Because I cannot, <laughs> I know, I feel like it starts with an O. I feel like I had coffee this morning too. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? Uh, they're on the boys are on opposite sides of the of the couch. couch yes, uh, and it's like so it's the, like two couches and then like an L shape. Mm-hmm. The girls are on the corners, like mm-hmm. close to, to each, each other, other, and the boys are next to them. So there's sort of like a mirroring going on. Yeah, and then the girls are the ones that are talking, and the boys are just there. They're just exchanging like awkward, uh, awkward looks. looks. And the girls are talking about how hard it is being post school and. Uh, how she misses having nothing to do and how, like, you know, they've been in school for so long and now, like, it's just basically talking about that shock of, like, having Gradu- spent your yeah. whole life in school, school and graduating rating. and then you're like, oh, I have all this time that I've scheduled myself. Which I only thought was interesting. I don't necessarily think this was conscious, but I did think it was interesting that that's, like, her topic of conversation because we'll come to understand her and Evan's relationship as kind of, like, a routine. Yeah. That they, that neither of them really knows how to 
get out of. Yeah. And it's sort of like a routine that's past the question of, is this a good thing mm-hmm. for either of us? I and mean, like being stuck in patterns that you don't, that suddenly you're like, find yourself yeah. out of and you don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it's something that's hinted at in their relationship overall, where like, Yes, it's yes, it's all based on these patterns and these concerns and whatever, but it's also the first time that they're like at different points and they don't know how to communicate yes. or how to function if they're not kind of yes. the same. This, this relationship has reached a certain point organically and it's it's one that relationships often find themselves in where it's kind of the time when you evaluate, do I want to recommit or do I want out? Yeah, I find myself... Maybe I will change my mind when she screams at Isaac. But I find myself much more sympathetic to Sonia this time around than I think I have been at yeah. other times. Yeah, yeah, in general. Because I she did really too. is just dealing with like the fact that she knows them and there is this history. Yeah, completely. I think like one of the most fa- like best aspects of this season, in my opinion, it focuses really on Isak's story. But I, you can extrapolate a version of this season from any number of characters' point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma's, Sonia's, and Evan's, obviously most notably. Yeah, which is. Do you know how many people want a season for Evan? <laughs> I, everyone. So I can many. imagine. Yeah, yeah, and so just kind of going along with like if you stop and look at it from Sonia's point of view yeah it is a completely understandable and like empathizable even though you can still say it's not right like yes. like the having that kind of control and it kind of comes up in the scene because she says to Evan like oh can you take it easy on the beer and on the one hand concerned girlfriend making a good point alcohol and weed do not mix well with his condition so she's not wrong. On the other hand, he's beginning to feel trapped, stifled, mothered, and he yeah. says to her, like, can you stop babysitting me? Yeah. Um, so like, I want you to be my girlfriend, not my <laughs> right. caregiver. Not my mother or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And in, in the... In the text messages, he hints at it a little bit because he, he basically he's texting Isaac to be all like confirming that the plans uh-huh. are opening are happening. But he when he refers to Sonja, he doesn't call her his girlfriend. He's like, I have an event planner who's like uh, making sure that what time we have to do this and that. Me that's... and the event planner will show up at this time. Blah wow. blah. blah. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. And yes, and then and it's kind of playful, but not. But also, there's yeah. truth to that, and yeah. like a real annoyance. Yes, exactly. And yeah, because there's a power imbalance that yeah. ha- has happened in that relationship, and it is making it not work anymore. This is also when we find out that Evan is also older than them. That yes. he's he's a ninety-seven. He's a ninety-seven, and he's re- so he's theoretically repeated a year. We yeah. don't really know the details at this point. <laughs> Multiple times watching this with Sasha, he had the same reaction of like, "Oh my God, we're old." <laughs> yes, because <laughs> all these kids are fucking born in like Emma, who was born in two thousand, like yeah, aught, aught, like zero zero. Yeah, she's an ot ot, I guess. Anyway, oh yeah. Oh, I forgot to say really small thing, but the song playing in the background is Justin Bieber's "Sorry," and I remember oh. that that is Emma's favorite artist. <laughs> <laughs> she made the playlist clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like basically the girls go off. Well, because because the Evan are- Evan is annoyed at Sonia, so so I'm just like. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah, and, and Emma or the kitchen, oh, I think, and then Emma. And then Emma is perce- perceptive enough for once uh-huh. uh, that she follows her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do. I do believe that Emma and Sonia like like each other and get along. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like a fake thing at all. No, totally. So and then Evan is like like done, done with this whole situation. So he just turns to Isaac. He asks the time, and Isaac says twenty one twenty one. And then Evan says, "Let's get out of here." Isaac's like, uh, where, where are we going? He's like, anywhere. And 
Evan gets up, Isaac follows. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wherever you want to yeah. go, yeah. I will go. Yeah. And then we have the shot. It's like such a ridiculous shot. <laughs> I know. Of uh, them in the bike, uh-huh. like Evan. Um, in their costumes. In their costumes. Pedaling Pedaling hard. hard. And then, like, Isak's joyful face. <laughs> it's so, yeah, something about it is, uh. It's, it's very funny, but also, it, it, it does that thing that Scam does often where it's both, like, enjoying the, the silliness of this. But also, like, indulging how wonderful it is at the yeah, same time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's sort of, like, tongue-in-cheek, but also, like, but it's also kind of fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I will say one thing. When I, when everyone in, this is a random thing, has nothing to do. When everyone in um, SCAM is wearing all their winter clothes, I'm like, oh, they look so, the cheek and cute and uh-huh. whatever. When everyone in Druk is wearing their winter clothes, I'm like, why is it so cold in <laughs> Germany? <laughs> I was wondering why you, made, you texted me that. Like, everyone looks so cold. And I'm like, wait, do you mean, like, in the weather? Because I can't believe it's like, any colder there. I don't think it's any colder, but there is something that I'm like, they just look more bundled up to uh-huh. me for some reason. I did wonder in this Halloween thing, I'm like, aren't they cold? Because that's what I was Halloween. concerned about right now too. I was Especially like, Especially when they get all wet. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad no one got pneumonia. Yeah, maybe it was like an unusually warm winter. Yeah, I mean a Halloween. Anyway, they they're biking along, and then Evan sees a house, and, and he he's just like, stops. Yeah, and he's like, I got an idea, and he basically talks Isaac into. Uh, he's like, let's let's go. I think he says keen on swimming, <laughs> uh, but I could be wrong, uh, and. <laughs> And it's just another instance of Isaac being like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to follow you yes. wherever you take me. Yeah. And, and in his defense, he, is, he does put up a little bit of like a, are we sure we want to break into Super Yeah, yeah, Because basically he, he goes up and Evan is literally breaking into a basement. With like a screwdriver. Yeah. Like straight up breaking in. And he's saying like, whose house is his this? It's my aunt's. She's on vacation. Why don't you have a key? She's on vacation. And he's like, that's the answer to everything, I guess. So he is, he is kind of trying to be like, what are what we doing? On? This feels a little illegal is what he's saying uh-huh. but not enough to not, not do follow it. him yes um this is where i also point out that due to the scripts we know that evan had an aunt that he loved who died very young oh. and who he was like he, he refers to his aunt as his soulmate like and like he oh, wow. loved her a lot and uh, that's pretty much all I got. It's, so it's interesting that he. Yeah, uses so it's interesting that he uses like, her. Yeah, as an excuse. Or it's not really an excuse. Yeah, but like that's it. sort of what yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. So uh-huh. Isaac follows him in. It's a indoor pool. Looks very nice. It looks very nice. White, expensive. Love uh-huh. it. And. Just before we get into, like, actually, like, the, the water part, which is, like, the whole, like, thing of the story, I think this, like, the whole breaking in thing is so interesting to me because part of part of what's, like, so amazing about the season is they could have done um, just a coming out story or, or coming out falling in love story, but mm-hmm. they added this third layer into it of Evan's bipolar condition. Unlike season two, which I think tries to do too many things in an ungainly way this one does it so well because part of like where those two things intersect is that like like part of the condition of like in that manic state there's like a, a, a nervous anxiety a kind of uh, not anxiety so much but like a nervous um upness like that's kind of what being manic is like and like and there's a there's a kind of a lack of th- judgment like mm-hmm. people who are in those states are likely to do things like very impulsive things that mm-hmm. like when then calm down they're like regret like 
I don't know, buying the same dress in every single color or like maxing out their credit cards, painting their room a weird color, things like that, that in the moment seems like a good idea and then mm -hmm. isn't. And this, I think, is an example of that. The problem with it is, is that like, that's kind of also what it feels like to be in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so he, Evan is like presenting to Isak this, such a, like a, like a exciting in life, like, gr like grabbing life by the yeah. balls kind of part of like, Carpe Diem attitude, well, and I, which he I loves. Yeah, and, but I don't, and I think the show is not explicit about what part is an episode and what part is Evan. Well, because I don't think you can. Yeah, and that's kind of the the the, the thing, and like the, it's almost this like philosophical question raised of um, which which is why Sonia ultimately thinks like he doesn't actually love love you. It's just his yeah. illness, which is not the case. Not the case at all. Yeah, yeah. But when we get mad at her, but we're not there yet. We're not, we're not there, there yet. yet. But. I think th there are these kind of, I don't know, it's just an interesting scene because if you look at it one way, it's someone who is like an impulsive teenager who does stupid things like all like teenagers do at one point in, mm -hmm. in their life and he's in love and so he's just acting out of that. But also, and it's kind of beautiful at, and amazing. Talk completely, but if you also look at it from another perspective, you're like, oh, but is this is also like, is, is this like uh, an that kind of like lack of judgment that's happening yeah. as as um as his, and it's also interesting I mentioned that costume he's dressed as God but that yeah. kind of like grandiosity is also part of sometimes part of like mania so I don't know yeah, yeah. I mean it could have been like Sonia that came up with that costume I don't yeah we don't know probably um, anyway I just find it like just such a well executed idea of the show yeah like, it's pretty interesting okay and then so now before we dive into the whole thing again I will. This is very good. Sorry. Aha! Pun <laughs> intended, sure. Uh, no. The, this is very much explicitly like a reference to um, Evan's favorite movie. That's right, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, which has a very famous uh, pool scene and pool kiss. And in fact, I don't know if it's the same song, but it's the song that is playing is from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Yeah, and do you know what's funny? Sasha recognized it. He was like, oh, it's the Romeo and Juliet Because song. the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack was like, really important for a whole generation of people oh, yeah. like my my cousin can also like be like I can recognize it's, yeah it's a pretty if you are into soundtracks you should definitely check out the Romeo yes. and Juliet soundtrack I, I mean and I I don't actually remember the songs from the soundtrack but it was a seminal moment in my like young adulthood yeah. <laughs> when Romeo and Juliet came out I remember I was in junior high and like it was a half day from school it was a Friday and we all went to the theater I mean it was a packed theater full of this kids so all the same class and the other, like a quarter maybe, or a third of it from was from a rival school. Ooh. So it was awesome. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so now we're inside. Isak is still kind of skeptical about the whole thing. And Evan is kind of calling him out and teasing her. But uh -huh. it's like, oh, are you scared? I'm afraid it's of because you're messing up your hair. hair. Uh, uh -huh. And he's like, what? You think I care about my hair? And it's, it's just like cute. Uh -huh. This is probably, in terms of their flirting, it's like this, their, their A game. This is pretty solid. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when Isak then like pushes Evan yeah, into the, the pool, pool, but then Evan of course pulls him in, so mm -hmm. now they're both in the water. I I was trying to keep track of like sort of the everything that happens, and it's really dumb. I was like, I don't even know if I can analyze it in any way, but I'm like, okay, so at first Isak is the one that's like, out. how do you say it? 
not underwater, but uh, above like, water. Like, treading it, water. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Evan is still, like, submerged. Yeah, so he tries to, like, does, he tries to do his little, like, play that he's, like, drowning. drowning. And he's like, oh, are you afraid um, that I died? And then that's, well, that's one of the times that it was like, no wonder people thought that Evan was going to die. Like, he brings up death a lot. A lot. He does it in, in the next episode, yeah, too. Yeah, like, a lot, a lot. So then, um, then they, we go back to, like, the, then they do the thing where they challenge to hold their breath in. Isak goes under. And then Evan stays uh-huh. above water. Eventually. They're going to do it together. They're going to do it together this time to really prove who's the best at uh-huh. it, right? And, and then we go underwater, and this is the first time that the camera goes underwater, uh-huh. too. So it's like we're kind of like with them together. Uh-huh. And then it's Evan who kisses uh, Isak first. Yeah, so, well, first he kind of grabs him by the throat. Oh, yeah, that was like, we continue with this weird teasing thing. That- yeah, and then he kisses him, and I think that how I read that is that the kiss is again he's covering he's like doing it slightly yeah exactly like he, he's almost like this is just to throw off your yeah breathing game yeah and well and then when they come up they still kind of both play with that that yeah. first time like isak is like oh you cheated right uh, and evan's like i won and he's like no no let's do it again but i think at this point once they go they submerge again then they're on the water like this time like i think they're both on the same page uh-huh or like isak's like okay I'm feeling, I'm getting what he's sending out. So. Yeah, he's like, he's worked up the courage or he's gotten enough signals yeah. that this so is he, a thing. Yeah, so he's the one who kisses him this yeah. time. And then it's like. Yeah. And it's this beautiful thing because it's in the water and it's this like liminal space. Like they're not, they're not on the ground. They're not in the air. They're in this like other world. Yes. Where, where they can put aside their fears or their, or like social rules or whatever. Mm-hmm. Express how they feel. Uh, yeah, because we've we've gotten the sense like that. Yeah, they're still kind of unsure about where their others are, uh-huh. and this is the that one moment of like, we're yeah, this is it. Like, yeah, this is us. Like, yeah. let's do this, and it's beautiful and amazing. And uh, yeah, and so it's, yeah, so it's this whole like we said rebirth sort right. of, of right. And of course, water is like duh, water, duh, water. <laughs> and then when they come up. For, for air, <laughs> the sure. magical moment is broken a little bit yeah. when Isak notices like a little girl standing <laughs> watching them. watching them, and then she screams, "Mommy!" Uh huh. That's when they run out as Evan admits that this is not his aunt's house. It's it's just the house of someone he went to elementary school right. with. So it is actually somebody he knows, or, kind or of, knew the pool or knew at there. some point. He knew the pool was be there. Like yeah. he's not that much of a psychic. <laughs> what else do we want to say about the pool kiss uh, in general? I mean... Okay, so here's here's one of... Sometimes I'm all for, like, people can love whatever remake they want for uh-huh. whatever reasons, blah, 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 blah. Like, let's not hate. And I'm not hating. This is an observation that I've seen over and over again. I think I agree with it a little bit, which is, to a certain extent, this kiss is one of the most imagery, like, iconic from the show. Yes. Like, there might be other scenes you like more, emotionally, blah, 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 but just in terms of the image, this is amazing. Totally. So every every remake recognizes this, so they're, they will try their own sort of epic sort of version, right? Uh-huh. Um, so we have uh, France, that it's in the rain. And they do, France is the closest to sort of finding their own version that connects to the characters. Um, Druk, I love too, it's like an empty pool, so we have pool but no water. And, uh-huh. all the, and all of them are beautiful and all of them work. Italy was this, like, Italy, massive, massive dark water. Plot, it, was, it was like they dove into... But 
in terms of symbolism, the one that has put in all the work uh-huh. is this one. Yeah. Like, the remakes don't put in as much of the work of what we were just discussing about uh-huh. water um, and, like, baptism and rebirth uh-huh. and, like, all that thing. Like, Julie put in the work to make this not just, like, a pretty, like, here's two boys kissing underwater. Right. Which is, like, what, some, what sometimes people say for, about the other ones. They're like, I like them, it's great, like, I love the moment, but there there isn't this, like, depth to the meaning of what this kiss is. Totally, yeah. Even, even changing the name Isaac, because none, none of them have used it. Like, it's a right. very deliberate choice right, right, to right. name him this. Totally. I never quite realized how deliberate it was until until you pointed out the date of birth thing and how, like, connected it is to to his to his mother's Yeah, so, yeah, story. so that was just, like, sort of an observation where I was like, I'm, believe me, I did every kiss I find something like uh-huh. that is beautifully done in some sort of way and I think they do a good job but yeah this there's something about this one that just really works Sasha had this great line and sorry I keep bringing him up no no it do was, it it was just like so enjoyable uh, watching it with him he had this great line he said there's a very fine line between classic and cliche yes and I freaking wrote that down because I was like that's such a brilliant line I, I mean I don't think any of the versions I've seen have gone well, from the, uh, taking the pool thing into cliche but it very easily could have yes, been yes no a, a pool a kiss in the pool is like it's one of like filmmaker's favorite imagery yeah, yeah I mean it's literally Romeo and Juliet yeah like, we've they, seen they, it yeah not only have we seen it as a met as like an audience in the world but we've seen it in the show so. Uh, which is kind of how they, like, get away with it a little bit, especially in the But yes, it is a really, like, the fact that they've managed to make it their own, make it iconic, yeah. and make it emotional. Make it, compl- that, I think that's the key, like, to make it emotional. Like, what I, what, I mean, just this weekend watching it, I we were just so, like, moved and teary-eyed and, like, jumping up and down, you know, like, walking around It really does it. feel like this moment of triumph yeah and it's just beautiful yeah. i love it a and, lot. I, and i think it's also really impressive how fast the episode i mean this is episode four episode four and it's a very short episode this is one of the shorter right. ones yeah. i think uh and yet when it comes it feels completely earned to me at yes 100 percent. Uh, although i remember the first time i watched it i'm um by myself in my room and then I, I remember, I think I put it up on, like, Snapchat or Instagram because I was like, oh, my God, they won me over. But then I was also like, it's episode four. What is going to go wrong? What is going to happen? Yeah. We'll find out very fast. Yeah, it's the end of the episode. I told you about the text from his dad. Emma texting throughout the whole episode, sort of. Evan is very much a, a fan of Seinfeld. Um, that's canon. Uh, he texts about it all the time. And he, he has, like, a YouTube, YouTube. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Which is so weird because I'm like, what teen watches Watch Seinfeld yeah. in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wasn't born in, like, 1980. Oh, I did find this one thing that has nothing to do with this, but I wanted to mention it. Remember that scene that you love with William and Nora when they're in the park? Like, um, when William is like, just just scream at me. I know you, you want to scream oh, at me. Yeah, and uh-huh. then they have the whole conversation, and then in the middle, and they have the whole debate about military and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and then, then like, like, the, the parade walks by, yeah. Yeah, it is, in fact, a traditional military Norwegian march, what they're oh. playing. So you were correct, and then you're like, I'm sure this has some significance of some sort <laughs> that we're not getting. Uh, so I saw that in my nice uh, research. Good trivia. Last night. So I was like, oh, I'm going to tell this guy, because she'll appreciate it. Uh-huh. So overall... Yeah, I feel like I'm not doing justice to the kiss, but I just don't know what other words to add to it, except that it's ex- executed flawlessly. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the enormous 
fandom that has grown up around the show. Yes. And it, it rising it worldwide explicitly because of this season, which of which so much hinges on this episode, this scene, I think is like praise enough. I mean, there are literally seven different versions mm-hmm. of this show and and even yeah, Sasha I, was like blown away by it. I, he was like, "Have you ever heard of a show?" I mean, there's reality shows that yeah. get, the formats get bought, like America's Got Talent or whatever. And so they do like Italy's Got Talent or whatever. But I can't think of very many fictional shows that get bought explicitly remade yeah. in different countries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. I, I agree, and, like, I whatever might happen in the rest of Julie Andam's career, this is, like, a huge fucking thing. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize how protect. I mean, I, I knew that I was protective of this season, because, like, like, it's, I am, but I didn't realize how much until I was, it, like, the, I remember I was complaining how about the Facebook wasn't telling me about, like, Scam Austin. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So now it's been telling me, and it's also been telling me about the Scam Austin group, which I never posted anymore because now it annoys me. <laughs> uh, one of the things uh, was, like, someone was, like, talking about how, oh, they should skip the next season because it's the most boring one. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You were, and they were like, oh. I'm so surprised. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, they didn't like Isak. And I was like. You, everything, I don't know how you consume media, but you are doing it wrong. <laughs> you should see my face. Oh, my God. Um, I, I fucking and, love Isak. Yeah, and, and like, again, I have said over and over again about how, like, how art is subjective and open to interpretation, and you can like whatever remix you like, but the, when you call season three trash, <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> Random Facebook user. <laughs> I mean, everyone has the right to their opinion, but they're wrong about this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's such, he's so, like, yeah. lovable. He is so lovable. And he's so fucking cute. How yes. can you, just, like, purely on aesthetics, I could just watch whatever he's doing. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was great. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about this episode and the kiss and sort of, like, the legacy that yeah. the show has left. And, I mean, I love stories about how the show has affected people and so yeah just let us know if you want yeah that'd be really fun cool all right oh yeah and uh if you feel like it uh leave us a review on itunes or stitcher which i haven't checked in forever because apparently those things help right Uh, (laughs) yeah so people can if send when i was ever interested in listening to two randos talk about scam oh yeah yeah (laughs) we're so good at this um yeah that's about it okay bye bye